Blog Talk Radio. In a world where everyone is a social media guru, there is one lodestone, one brightest point in the sky, one true north. Uh, we have no idea where that is, but we've been here every Tuesday since August 2008, bringing you the absolute best and brightest guests from the world of social media and internet marketing. Welcome to Social Media Edge Radio. And now it's time to get this show on the commode. Here's your host, Ken Cook, and co-host Mike Mueller. Yay! It must be Tuesday. It is Tuesday! Good morning, Mike Mueller. Good morning. Here, actually, i got to go for my sip. I'm all set and ready. i got my props all ready. You ready? <sighs> okay, we're going now. Welcome to Social Media Edge, where we drink coffee and drink tea and talk about utter nonsense. Or, occasionally, like today, we talk about some really cool stuff that's going to help you out with your with your what, Mike? With your business. Um, because that's kind of what we talk about is for uh, small to medium-sized business, single proprietors, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what we do, is we try and help businesses do business better on social media. We do, and we answer a lot of the questions that you have uh, that you might you, – maybe you've been to a seminar. Maybe you paid $300, and you went to a seminar, and you heard some really great speakers. Maybe you went to a webinar, and you paid $79, and you heard some really great speakers, and there was just so much information that you actually didn't even get it all. You just got pieces of it, and you wished there were a way to get ongoing information of that same type. Any idea where someone could find that, Mike? <laughs> uh, well, you could follow us around all day and just ask us questions. You could do that. Or maybe the simplest thing would be to subscribe to this podcast, and you could do that oh. in iTunes. You could do that in any sort of uh, reader. Or you can go over to socialmediaedge.com. I would recommend that because uh, that's exactly what we do. It's an ongoing seminar, ongoing webinar, and the cost is free. Free. Cost you nothing you to be here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then some. Uh, but we also have great guests from time to time, and hope that you join us uh, for not only the guest segments, but uh, the other segments as well. Uh, for example, we have a brand new uh, segment where we expose a new tool. Not necessarily a new tool, but something that, uh, something that we use. And even in researching for this show, I use a tool that helps me to find the things that I'm looking for. Or if I'm going to write a blog article, or if I just need mm-hmm. information for a client on a specific topic, I go over to getpocket.com forward slash explore. It's the Pocket Explorer. And it is... Uh, filled with all kinds of information from a multiplicity of sources and you can just you search when you get there you just go and type in what you're looking for Uh, Mm -hmm. today I typed in social media just to see what would come up and uh, got some fodder for the show so that's my tool of today is pocket explorer at getpocket.com forward slash explore Mike do you have a tool well, I, I want to talk about your tool real quick, too, though, because I okay. um, right. wasn't familiar with it. 
So jumped on it, and um, one of the things I really like, and I was thinking that it was going to be something mobile and get me Internet Explorer on my Android phone. I, <laughs> there was a lot of things that I was really worried about. And it's not. It works desktop, probably yeah. works on, because I tried it on the desktop, and it probably works on my phone too, just as it well. Does. But you could type in the simple keyword where you think that you want to go, and then it will show you also related topics. And it brings up a whole bunch of articles, a whole bunch of posts. You can, you've got dates, you've got, you know, pictures and things like that. So it can really help you um, grab a whole bunch of different information. I, I think it's absolutely wonderful. Um, much better in your particular case, like you said, you want to do some quick research, you want to find some information on a topic. Much better than I've been using Flipboard uh, mm-hmm. to find content. And Flipboard... Uh, I think is much better as a, I'm going to say kind of like an interest style feed reader than this. This is, this is straight to the point as far as that goes. So I like, I would agree. I would agree. And uh, I use flip uh, for news because uh, Mm -hmm. flip pushes the news to the top based on uh, activity. Uh, One thing, if you have an Android phone, you've probably seen the save to pocket uh, link. You may or may not have ever used it, but that's, where this content comes from. So anybody that saves anything to pocket, uh, it doesn't say who saved it. It just lets you know how many people saved it so you can know how popular it is. Uh, I don't know if that's available on iPhone or if it's on there. I I think it pretty much comes out of the box on Android, though. Very cool. I like it a lot. My turn? Your turn. Oh, boy. Um, (laughs) So... I was actually looking the other day. I use I use Chrome as a and so here's here's the interesting thing with the two of us. If you're a regular listener, uh, you might have heard um, last week that I think it was last week that um, Ken is no longer using Chrome. Why well, use Chrome as my browser? Um, and I've still got Firefox as far as that goes. So hey, we're pretty browser centric right now. But um, I. In a strange, weird thing, I have been off Facebook, the profile, the news feed, for uh, a while now. And I'm going to come back uh, a little bit, eh, maybe in like a week or two or so. Somewhere around there I'm coming back. Anyway, um, so in a weird, this is really strange because my tool is essentially a Chrome browser add-on that I used to use a while ago when I had um, I was heavy into Facebook, and I've, I've always got Facebook Messenger on and that kind of thing. But if you're like me, and sometimes you can get sucked into the Facebook wormhole of, you know, i got all this stuff to do. i got to knock this out, this out, this out, and this out. Well, you get sucked into Facebook or Twitter or, you know, whatever your social media drug of choice is, and you spend hours and hours and hours there, or you, you go to just spend like a couple of minutes there, and you spend 15, 20 minutes, but you do that 10 times a day. And you go, ah, where did my day go? Mm-hmm. I got a tool for you. This is the ah. tool. And it is a, and this is where you got to kind of like um, get in the chat room or what have you. Um, we'll put it in the show notes as far as that goes, but it's a Chrome browser uh, add-on, and it's called To-Do Book. So like Facebook, it's To-Do Book. And what it does is it puts a to-do list in your news stream. So if you go over to Facebook, your news stream you can't see until you check off all the boxes on your to-do list. 
So even if you get that tendency to, oh, just one more thing. I got to take a break. I'm going over Facebook. Nope, not going to let you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know a lot of people that could use that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've had I've had problems getting sucked down that uh, wormhole, as you called it, on my social drug of choice. Um, not so much now, just because I'm really busy. And but I do keep I do keep Facebook um, open, and I keep Twitter open, mm-hmm. uh, at least on my phone, so that if somebody needs to get in touch with me, I get the uh, the alert. But that's a, if if I were going to go over and play on Facebook, that would be a great little tool to have. And what's the name of it again? What's it called? It is called To Do Book. To Do Book. Ah, very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, if you tend to have a tendency to get stuck on Facebook and you're using the Chrome browser, click it. Do it. Uh, we're <laughs> going to uh, talk a little bit about advertising and inbound tracking today. I know that everybody really wishes that they could just build a website, put up a page, and leave it alone and find success. I mean, wouldn't that be great, Mike? That's the way websites work. Yeah, that's a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fortunately, today, almost everybody knows that. Uh, There was a time when people expected that if they paid me to create a website for them or a web page or whatever, that uh, it was just going to automatically, all of a sudden, their cash register was going to begin making dinging noises, and they would be Mm -hmm. making multiple trips to the bank. So it just doesn't really happen. Um, But when it does happen, when somebody gets an actual customer, and this is one of the things that I ask my new clients, is uh, how many visits are you getting to your site? Generally, they say, I don't know. I don't know. That is not an answer. And if you don't know how many visitors you're getting, then certainly you don't know where they're coming from. Right. What, what, Mike, what do you think is one of the most critical things about knowing where your visitors come from? As far as the source? Well, no, as, for, as, as far as marketing. Yeah. As far as Which marketing goes. Because, mm-hmm. Well, it, you you need to know um, mainly because of your what you're doing is you're matching your goals and expectations to results. So is that what you're asking? Well, I want to hear what you say because you're going to think of the topic from a different uh, perspective than I do. Mm-hmm. So, so as far as where where they come from, right? Well, I am like like I I said I've always I, I think in terms of funnels and if I am doing a ad campaign. I want to know which ad is which ad is sending me the the clients, giving me the numbers. If I'm mm-hmm. doing SEO, and they're coming from different browsers or different, so there's a lot of different things going into play there. But if I'm doing mm-hmm. SEO, what was the posts that we're sending them as far as that goes? What were the keywords mm-hmm. that they were kind of using or searching for that led them to me? Mm-hmm. Um, is that where you're going with that? That is, and and the reason I'm going with that is because you need to be able to reproduce what's working and either call out what's not working or fix it so that it makes it work. Because if we're spending money on advertising or if we're spending money on uh, resources, time, money on creating content, and it's not working, um, 
you know, you, you, you may want to trash can that and or at least rethink about how you're doing it. So what I want to talk about today are the Facebook Pixel. If you're not familiar with the Facebook Pixel, you're going to need to listen to this because it's very important to marketing. Uh, Google Analytics and Bing Analytics. And I've asked Mike because Mike is a he's, he's more of a Facebook guy than I am. Uh, and uh, while I, I know this topic, I think Mike's going to do a better job. Uh, so take us down the Facebook Pixel Trail, Mr. Mike. Ooh, I love Facebook Pixels. I so know you do. I just, I, I totally just screwed it up. If you're listening, I said I love Facebook Pixels. And <laughs> uh, let me start off with, and, and yes, you could have a website with Facebook Pixels. Let me explain what a Pixel is. A Pixel is a one-by-one, one, um, basically square, let's call it. Um, it could be color. If it's a pixel in a photograph, it could be a particular color or what have you. And in this particular case, it's clear. It doesn't show up, and it's just something that you put on your website. And what that allows is that allows a certain amount of tracking to happen. And that's how, uh, with you know, for instance, like you go over to, uh, you shop something on Amazon, you look up kayaks. I think I've used that before. You, you look up kayaks and you're just interested or what have you, but then you start going to other websites and you keep seeing kayaks and you go, well, how do they know? What are they spying <laughs> on me? Yeah. And that's all part of a pixel that is tracking and said, hey, this person spent this much time, this much energy looking for kayaks. And that's essentially what the Facebook pixel does for you. Well, you can't do it on Amazon, but you could do it on Facebook and you could do it on your website. So, the way this happens is you create an advertising, you've got to have an advertising account, and then you create a Facebook pixel. And that pixel uh, essentially is just, like I said, a one-by-one one little square of nothingness, but it has the code that actually does the tracking part of it, and that's the magic that happens. So, Magic. So the Facebook pixel, you get one with your advertising account, and then you kind of you could do a whole lot of different things with that. But you put it on your website, and you've got to have access to your website as far as that goes. Very easy to do. Uh, if you've got a WordPress site, uh, Facebook actually makes it really easy. I really like this because I build a lot of websites for like real estate agents, and they have no clue what they're doing, and that's okay because what Facebook says is once you create your pixel. If you can't put this in, this little snippet of code, into your website, here is a very easy button. Just put in the email address of your developer, and they'll do it for you kind of thing. And so it automatically emails it over to me, and I go, oh, no problem. Two seconds, it's in. Um, and that's, that's the easy part. And then once it's in, it does a whole lot of different – there's a lot of different things that you can do with your Pixel. Number one, I'm going to say, is conversion tracking. So mm. on Facebook, with um, with your ad campaigns, if you're setting up a pixel for conversion tracking, and what that basically means is, hey, did they click this button? Did they go to the next step? Did they do this? Did they do that? And so you kind of uh, manipulate uh, what you want that, what you're looking to do as far as that goes. And that pixel will help Facebook better understand your conversion tracking and what your people are doing when they hit your website and, and how they interact and, and that kind of thing. Because the pixel shows up on every single page. 
So they're able to to track all the way across your site where these people go. So I'd say that's probably the number one reason why people are doing that. Um, originally, what I what I started off with with uh, the Amazon uh, example, and that's called remarketing. So once you hit the site, once you click on my ad, once you do something, I want to follow you along and I want to show you more ads uh, based on that kind of thing. Um, you know, and that's how you end up with the kayaks on other sites that you visit and what have you that are running ad campaigns. Um, you could do the same thing in Facebook. Uh, you could do a remarketing campaign. So if somebody actually goes to your website, now here's here's the thing with the pixel. Somebody goes to your website initially, and maybe they didn't click on your ad. Maybe you haven't necessarily driven there driven there by the ad. If they go to your website and they're just on a, a page, like I have a pixel that actually uh, creates a custom audiences for or a custom audience for WordPress. So if you've hmm. been to one of my blog posts or you've been to one of my pages that are about WordPress, you're a WordPress person. I want to know you. And so I'm actually <laughs> building a custom – my Pixel builds a custom audience. That's another one of the beautiful things about the Pixel thing is it will build a custom audience for people of that interest. And then if I want to run an ad campaign for WordPress people, there you go. My Pixel has already built that audience, and I know you're interested in WordPress. Now, where do you get that information? In your ad campaign manager, it will it your pixel will over time build up a particular. You will have different audiences uh, to your uh, disposal. You can't see them. You can't say, "Well, who's the list?" You know, and download that list and get their email addresses or what have you. But mm-hmm. you can market to them. Very good. So when you do a future marketing campaign on Facebook, you can go to those lists or those marketing groups that you have created and market mm-hmm. directly to them. So you already know that they're somewhat pre-qualified. They're, a little, they're, they're at least interested in that topic. Is that correct? Right. Absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that people miss about Facebook advertising is that it is so manageable. It's highly specific and you can really drill it down, especially once you start to build some, some following. Uh, you know, if you've only got 12 people on a list, it may not be worth it to run an ad campaign, but depends on what you're selling. Uh, but certainly if you've got a few hundred on there, it definitely gets worth it. We're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to buzz through some topics really quick. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Mike Mueller, and in case you didn't know, when I'm not co-hosting the show, I'm busy building websites for small businesses just like yours. But you know what? I do it a little differently than most web developers. First of all, I don't farm anything out. And secondly, I build what you want, not what I think you should have. And I don't just build a website. I don't just throw a template at it and call it a day. I ask you some very specific questions about your business and the goals of the website, and then... I build a unique system that fits your needs. And that's something no other web developer does. Check out areweconnected.com forward slash smedge for more details and a special bonus just for you, our listeners. Frustrated with your website? Can't get it to look right or work right? Think it's too expensive to hire a real development company to quickly turn things around? Think again. 
For as little as $35, Ken Cook will investigate and often correct issues with your website. With over 20 years of web coding experience, he'll quickly identify your challenges and help keep the costs and time to a minimum. Many jobs can be completed the same day. Regardless of where your site is hosted, what platform it's developed on, or what framework is used, contact Ken today at thekencook.com. And instead of working for your website, make it work for you. I like a website that works for me, Mike. I like things that work for me. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Uh, so we're talking about marketing, and we're talking about marketing that works for you, our listeners. Uh, and Mike just did a great little quick thing on the Facebook pixel. We could actually do a full show on that. Now, it used mm-hmm. to be that there were multiple pixels, and now there's one pixel for everything. So you don't have to set up multiple pixels. Right. Just set up the one and, and use it anywhere. Uh, very quickly, I want to talk about Google Analytics and Bing Analytics, and I just kind of want to group them together because we're talking about being able to know exactly where your visitors are coming from. What did they click on? What did they search on? How did they get to your site? And what did they do once they got there? So Google and Bing both use something similar to what Facebook does, only there's no pixel. It's a little piece of script that goes into your pages. Uh, You can actually watch where a visitor has clicked on a link to come to your site and then see where that visitor went on the site. You can't tell exactly where, uh, who they are, but you certainly can tell what they've done uh, while they're there. Mike, you said you haven't used Bing Analytics for a while, uh, but I do have clients that actually advertise on Bing, and Bing is a major player. It's not Google, but it certainly has a huge number of searches done on there every day. Um, it's, to get there, it's very simple. You just go to bing.com slash toolbox slash webmaster. Uh, set it up just like you do on any other uh, any other account. Um, Mike, t- tell us a little bit about your experience with Google Analytics and why you use Analytics. Well, you know, like you said, uh, for the most part, what you're what you're looking for is, uh, like at the top of the show, you said you want to, if something is working, you want to be able to replicate that over and over again. If something's not working, you want to be able to stop doing that and let's move on and try something different. I mean, the whole A/B testing thing and you know all of that. And so Google Analytics was way back when it was like the only game in town as far as you know being mm-hmm. able to track and i really like the real time that google um used to do when you when we were very much uh when social media was just starting out and i really liked being able to uh we had real time analytics and you could actually see mm-hmm. people on your site immediately and where they came from and you could actually watch when you did a post and you posted it over, you know, you had a post on your website and you posted it over on Facebook or what have you, and you could watch the traffic come in. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just phenomenal. And that was yeah. really important to, to be able to show somebody. Absolutely. Uh, and just for people's information, WordFence still has that on WordPress, so you can see uh, who your visitors are. So Google Analytics mm-hmm. and Bing Analytics are very, very robust tools. There's a lot that you can do inside of them. Uh, There's not enough time in this show to go through it, but I just want to make sure that 
like the Facebook Pixel, which you should be using, and you should be using Facebook uh, for marketing with a billion users. You've got a client that's on there waiting for you. Uh, Google mm-hmm. and Bing, you don't even have to, uh, you know, you don't have to have an ad campaign going to see what kind of uh, search results you're getting and what kind of traffic you're getting. Right. So be sure to, to use them properly. They're very easy to use on uh, WordPress. There's plugins available for them that uh, put them on the right page. And there's even plugins that help you read your Google Analytics uh, inside of the WordPress dashboard. Uh, right. I could name a few of those, but feel free to Google around or just ask Mike or I uh, on Twitter what we use. Now I want to talk about something else. It's very similar, but it's going the other direction, Mike. It's taking information from your site and making sure mm-hmm. that it's presented out in the proper way. For example, have you ever posted a link on Facebook or Twitter and all you put is the link and up pops a story segment, just a few words from the story, a title and a graphic. And, and it's really done in a really nice style. Have you ever had that happen, Mike? Oh, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever posted a link and nothing happened except for it just posted the link. Uh, and then that happens every now and then. <laughs> and specifically on, on Facebook, that tends to happen uh, more, I don't want to say more often than not, but uh, more than, uh, for instance, like on Twitter. Doing mm-hmm. the same thing on Twitter, all of a sudden uh, Facebook just seems to to have, that happens more on, let's say. I would agree. And there's a reason for that. And that's, there are two little things that I want to talk about. One of them is called the Facebook Open Graph. Uh, we call it OG in the, uh, in the dev world. Where's your OG? And uh, Twitter has what are called cards. So Facebook Open Graph and Twitter cards both do relatively the same thing. Again, they're fairly robust. You can learn more about each one of them at their respective websites. Um, but what they are is a way to control when someone shares a link from your site, you control what's posted to social media. So you control the photo or the graphic. You control the title. You control the excerpt. You can have the same graphic title and excerpt for your entire website, no matter what page they post on. So maybe they'll right. share an inner page, but your uh, Facebook OG points them back to your home page. Uh, I don't really like that necessarily. I'm not can't really think of any really good reason to do that. Maybe there is one. But well, having maybe that, if you have a membership website, but the membership plugin would take care of that anyway. It should. It should. But, yes, that, that may be one way to do it, to direct them to a gateway um, or to direct them to a special. Okay, I just thought of a way. So uh, let's say that you have a product or service and people are going to be sharing your product or service. Well, maybe, maybe you have a special that isn't uncovered until you click something from a social link. So there's one way mm-hmm. that you could use that. Uh, yeah. But they both are just pieces of code that go in there. And again, if you're using WordPress, there are plugins available to take care of that for you. Uh, if not, I believe both Facebook and Twitter have uh, generators on their sites that you can create your own and see what it looks like. Uh, I'm not sure they do. So, do you know, Mike? Uh, not on Facebook, but Twitter does. So with your Twitter account, you can go into your settings and, and go in and set up what's called a Twitter card. Um, Facebook doesn't allow you to do that. 
Okay, but there are tools available, third-party tools you can go to and, and do them there. They'll give you the code. It'll help you pick the photo or the graphic that you want to use. Uh, with mm-hmm. WordPress, obviously, you can use, choose to use your featured post or uh, another or featured image or whatever. Uh, play around with those. Do a little Googling uh, or ask Mike or I to give you a demonstration on that. Uh, and then finally, I got a couple of other topics. Did you see those in the in the uh, in the resources, Mike? Did you see the I did. five ways to repurpose popular social media posts? Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. There was, there was one idea in there that I had never really thought of. That is, if you have an Instagram account and you got a really popular Instagram photo, mm-hmm. put it on Pinterest. Pin it. You know, I used to, uh, I've played with that, um, especially, and I, I, I like that a lot. Um, I used to pin all of my blog posts. So the featured mm-hmm. image of every single one of my blog posts, I just had, I just automatically just went over, and that was just part of my my broadcasting is pinning each single post and pinning that featured image into a folder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and another one was actually changing one of your really popular tweets into a graphic and sharing that in other locations as well. Then you can mm-hmm. retweet it as a as an image, and people will see it again. I thought that was a great idea as well. Yeah. So there's all kinds of ideas that you can actually uh, come into on how to not do as much work and get more results. And I just really liked a couple of those. Um, I kind of like the one where you compile favorite quotes or stats into a slide share. Um, I think there's too many quotes going around out there right now, but occasionally uh, there's some good ones and sharing those always gets, uh, if you share a good one, you're always going to get a good response. But imagine if you shared a whole slideshow full of uh, popular quotes. Mm-hmm. Not a big memer, Mike. Well, it, maybe, maybe that's just your generation. <laughs> that's old goats. It's true. Um, a lot of people do like memes, and I do. Yep. I create memes and and share them. Uh, I guess I don't like sharing other people's memes. I'm just selfish that way. Uh, then, last or not least, uh, there is a list over at Entrepreneur: uh, 15 marketing tools to check out. We don't even have time to get into that today. So, what I'm going to do is uh, share this over on SocialMediaEdge.com. And just just check it out. It's 15 marketing tools to check out over on entrepreneur.com. And I think you're going to find something in there that you can use. Uh, We're just about out of time, Mike. How are we going to wrap it up today? Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If you've got a website, uh, I would say uh, get your tracking set up. And you can't just install something and then have tracking. You have to set it up, and then you have to wait. Your website has to be there before you can start mm-hmm. tracking this stuff. So get your analytics, go to Bing, get your analytics for Bing code, and do that. Do your Facebook pixel, get the new Facebook pixel. If you've got an old Facebook pixel, I should mention, uh, you can upgrade the old one, or you can just replace it with a new one, start new and fresh if you really wanted to. Yeah, you can do that. Why not? It, uh, it won't hurt anything to do. So no telling what's coming up next week, but make sure to join us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, and uh, we do have a new tweet. Uh, our Twitter account, that is SME Radio. 
uh, on Twitter. So follow us over there. And we're going to be back next week to talk about something new and fun. And I know Mike's rushing off to do a video shoot. So I think it's time to say bye, Mike. Bye, Mike. See you next week. Thanks for listening to yet another edition of Social Media Edge Radio with your host, Ken Cook, and co-host, Mike Mueller. Stay on top of what's happening by visiting socialmediaedge.com.